Hey, this is Maddie, and you're listening to episode number 17 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets way off topic. Today, we'll be discussing Captain Marvel. All right, we're recording now. We're live. All right. Stretch it out a bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't look at my notes. Yeah, I saw you trying to cheat. Yeah, I knew you would cheat. All right, this is episode 17. Wow, 17 episodes of In Tide We Trust. Um, you can stream on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as watch on YouTube. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, Super special. One of my favorite people in the world. Uh, Matilda is on the episode today. We are coming to you from Los Angeles, Venice, to be specific. Uh, traveling episode today uh, to talk about Captain Marvel. Huge hit. Uh, we will get in, we'll get into that. <laughs> <coughs> we'll get into uh, into whether it was a hit or not, and, and how Maddie felt about it. Um, but first, um, and, and you know, I've been criticized for uh, my long intros and stories and banter at the beginning of the podcast so uh you know i try to start with just <laughs> a brief a brief introduction uh may's a big wig over at nike um now uh we met we met at michigan state freshman year first semester uh we both took a class that we did poorly in didn't read any of the books no and we bonded over our mutual hate for the class yeah. so um hate always finds a way to bring people together i think that's the, the biggest moral of the story. I mean, this entire podcast is really just about that. It's about honestly. hate, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. No, uh, Maddie, since literally since first day of classes, um, go back to freshman year. Um, and now I've been here for, a, it feels like forever, but how long have I been in LA? A couple of weeks? Or a couple of days? Yeah, like four days. Yeah, four days. It feels like I've been here a month, which is. He's basically a, local now. Let's get real a, here. In He's a good local. way. In a good way. I mean, I do. I love LA. Um, Especially when it's freezing when I left Detroit. I think it was like nine degrees or something like that. So, uh, it's like 65, sunny, yeah, it's not a cloud in the sky today. So it's beautiful. For all my Michigan peeps, what's going um, on? So, question. I know, I know I sent you the itinerary today. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it prior <clears> to the episode. <throat> nope. Okay. Um, one thing I want to add new segment to the show uh, favorite song of the week. I love music. Music oh. is probably something that I love, maybe more than movies, maybe equal. Okay. Um, so I want to add a, add a segment in here to get for myself and my guests to provide our favorite songs of the week that you all can later go on and look up. I'm really happy that I knew about this before the podcast. You know, and, and, and that's why, you know, I sent the information over and, you know, we were both sitting at the table this morning and, you know, you're like, Ooh, thanks mm-hmm. for sending this over. And I, you know, I just kind of assumed you looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you rocking out to? It doesn't have to be a new song. Just uh, What song have you just been playing on your phone? This well, week? honestly, my go-to is always Sunday Candy by Chance the Rapper. I did hear you play that in the car the other yeah, day. Yeah, I just feel like he's always my go-to. But um, I know one song that we talked about today, Jackson 5, I Want You Back. I feel like you just really can't go wrong with it. True. It's, it's classic. It is. Um, that it always is. gets people going, no matter. I like both those songs. Yeah. Um, my song of the week, um, because I put some thought into it prior mm. to the recording, um, was <laughs> is is a uh, side of you uh, by Sigrid. Um, 
great song. Definitely look it up. It's like a pump up. Mm-hmm. Type when song did that drop? Like, recently or? Uh, I think within the last like couple weeks, okay. maybe two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, but this week I've just been like I've really been rocking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, really been speaking to me. So uh, that's my song. Go check it out. Also, if you want to check out my playlists from the past years, uh, at the end of every year, like second week of December, somewhere around there. I'll rank my top 100 songs of that year, put them in a playlist I did the past two years. So if you want to check out that 17 or 18 playlist on Spotify or Apple Music, uh, it's complete fire. Um, so I would definitely suggest you to, to look that up. You'd always use to DJ our, our college apartment parties. Yeah. It's great. Mean, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, it's basically just me, you, and my roommate Liz. So, yeah. it was, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get better than that now. No, no. I mean, pregame party, same difference. Um, guy playing music. <laughs> Um, so, okay. Something I was waiting to bring up to you. I almost brought it to you the other day at dinner. And then I was like, you know what? I'll wait for the podcast. It'll be a funny podcast story. And again, I will be brief today right. with the stories because I do want to get into the movie. Um, you know, like I said, I, I feel like the last couple of podcasts, we've gotten away from the movie review and gotten mm-hmm. more into the, um, the off topic part of the podcast, which is good too, which but. is good too. Um, so first, uh, <laughs> a few things on the docket leading up to the movie. One, I want to ask you if I'm a bad person for the story I'm about to tell you. So just keep that frame, uh, that lens of like, is Todd, is Todd a bad person or not? Okay. I feel like you're a good person to bounce this off of, uh, get honest feedback from. Okay. So I'm on the plane. Anyone who doesn't know me, um, I'm extremely. This is bad when it starts with you on a plane. That's yeah, all exactly. I know. Exactly. So <laughs> if you don't know me, um, well, I am extremely, uh, frightened of flights. Like I, I get really nervous on flights. I'm a very laid back person and I don't really get stressed out or nervous about many things at all for whatever reason flights. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, maybe you haven't flown enough as a kid. I flew all the time. I really liked flights somewhere in junior high for whatever reason. I started getting really nervous. Palms get super sweaty. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, I'm on the flight the other day on my way out here. Um, I always get a window seat. One of the things that I use to de-stress and one of like my coping mechanism mechanisms is to look out the window as long as I can see the ground. It calms me for some, whatever reason. I don't know. Then when you can't see the ground, what happens? I mean, I don't like go berserk. Like you don't see the stress on me. Like I, I hold it all inside, which might be worse. But if you're just looking at me at the plane, you're not going to see like, I, I'm going to look normal. Like I'm going to be sitting there listening to music, chill. But on the inside, I'm struggling. So, um, so anyway, on the flight, mom and son get on the flight, almost last. She's in a different row and seat. Mm. He's in the middle, sitting in our he, young kid. He's probably like 10. Mm. He starts crying, realizing that he's not going to be able to sit next to his mom. So then she's like, yeah, it was like, you know, these, I'm sure these guys don't want to give up their seat, you know, and, and sit in a middle seat so that, you know, I can sit next to you. I mean, I and I didn't have I didn't even have headphones in to act like I didn't hear. I just, like, looked out the window like, yeah, like you're you're absolutely right, ma'am. I'm not I'm not giving. I'm sorry. You when you book these tickets, you made the choice that hey, either a you did the lottery thing where it's just like you just got like the economic tickets where you know you don't get your seating yeah. seating assignment until the day of, or b you looked and saw hey we're not sitting next to each other. I'm gonna buy them anyway. So whatever the case is, I'm sorry you made that decision. And so so I'm a frequent flyer. So what airline is this? Just so Delta. Does I only do Delta. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so she was, so she came in and you know, typical Todd, I would just be like, yeah, like mm-hmm. go, go ahead. Like you can take my seat. It's not that big of a deal. Todd on the airplane, nervous. Anxiety, and I, and airplane anxi- Todd. Mm, 
pass. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, if this kid is going to freak out, like, it just is what it is. Like, he's yeah. going to be one sad sucker this entire flight. He's just going to be – and he starts – so he's bawling his eyes out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I wonder what movies they have. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure enough, the guy ends up – one of the guys ends up giving up the seat. And I'm like, good, because – That was nice of him. That was nice of him, because he was going to be – <laughs> that man, that blinky over his face was going to be soaked by the time we got to L.A. because I was not being phased. Um, but, yeah, but does that make me a bad person or does that – do I get a pass because I get bad flight anxiety? Listen, I think everyone's got, what you know, different circumstances and things like that. Um, <laughs> I'm normally flying alone, so I'm like, sure, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. And I like flying, so I don't mind. But <clears throat> I've had an experience before where I was sitting on an airplane. Again, this is way off topic. Um, sitting on an airplane. And this girl, like, asked to hold my hand. Whoa. What? Because she doesn't like flying and she's getting nervous. So I'm, like, awkwardly holding her hand. She's, like, sweating, like, shaking, kind of, like, hyperventilating. And I'm, like, hate to say it, I kind of had a long night before, so I was probably a little tired. And I was, like, oh, I'm I'm not in this state to, like, deal with someone <laughs> with, like, airplane anxiety right now. No. So no, I, no, no. I see um, where you're coming from. Do I think you're a bad person? No, I love you. Okay. Um, Thank you. So, yeah yeah that's thank it. you i just need that i just need that weight off my my chest um other thing huge announcement people uh chipotle just introduced a rewards program so another thing yeah. if you really know me you know that i hate flights and you know that i love chipotle with all my heart mm-hmm. um so just to give you the background of the or the details around the rewards program for every dollar you spend you get 10 points huge Huge. Um, once you get to uh, 1,250 points, you get a free entree, which for some that might take some time. For me, that's a normal week. Um, and then you get bonus what, what's points. What's the math on that? I'm sorry. So how many? It's about seven. It's about seven. So the average Chipotle is like 730 to 790, depending mm-hmm. on uh, what state you're in and what the food tax is like. So that's somewhere around like 16 trips. 16 bowl. If you just get a bowl, like yeah. assuming you don't get chips in the drink, that's probably about 16, 17 trips, right? So, um, so yeah. For like, so basically, just a heads up to everyone: if you're like going to Chipotle with yeah. like a work group, you definitely want to be the one paying and getting all the points, right? That's what we're trying to yes tell absolutely. these people. Yeah, yeah, definitely offer to pick up other people's uh, food from Chipotle for sure. Oh, you also get you get bonus points if you order online. Oh. Um, if you order new items, so if you are a person like me who orders the same thing every time, maybe think about switching it up. Um, if you order on certain days, I think right now the days are Sunday and Monday, so I'm assuming those are Chipotle slow days. Um, and then um, there'll there'll be different uh, bonus and challenges throughout the year that they'll present um, via the app that you can then go on and see like, okay, it's bonus if I go to this location or whatever the case may be. I don't know what they're going to be yet, so I won't uh, hypothesize around that, but there will be challenges that you can get even more points. Will you be starting a podcast about Chipotle in this? Uh, I mean, I hadn't considered that, but I mean, now you might be, could that be, might be a I new might life be onto something. You might be onto something. Yeah, I, I could talk. I mean, I can definitely talk about Chipotle for an hour, two hours first. Easy, easy. Um, so yeah, so just wanted to throw that out there to everyone who loves Chipotle as much as I do. Um, so now getting into this movie, uh, went to the theater the other night. Uh, one of the trailers that stuck out to me, I've seen the trailer a couple times now when I've gone to the theaters, is this new Godzilla movie. Um, yeah, frightening. It looks crap. Um, I'm pretty, yeah, it looks like, I mean, it looks like a normal, like, Godzilla film. Like, 
we're not going to look at it and just it's not going to win any awards or anything. Um, it might be kind of entertaining, but it's a whole bunch of big monsters throwing like causing mayhem, like destroying the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring it up to say as I'm watching the trailer, I'm thinking to myself. I can I can write a film. I can write a film. I've said this before. I can definitely write a movie. Um, I can write you a show, too. I can get you a good season of a show. Now, coming up with B, I might be able to pull something out of thin air for the second season as well, but I can definitely give you one good season of a show. Um, but, yeah, for sure, a movie. Some of these ideas, I mean, I'm looking in, I'm thinking to myself, someone or a group of people went to a person or another group of people to invest in a movie, and they they pitched that guy said, hey, we're, you know, we know it's been like, you know, 70 Godzillas, but, you know, this is the this one. This is going to be hot. This, this is, is going to be, be the it. one. Yeah. We have 11 from Stranger Things in it. Um, and it is going to be, it's going to be fire. Like, it's Godzilla. It's, you know, I know usually he's fighting one other monster. Now it's like three monsters. One's in the sea. One, you know, whatever, what, however they pitched it. And a group mm-hmm. of people heard that and said, you know what? Wow. We're going to give you several million dollars Millions. for this. Yeah. And if you need some more, let us know. How? How? How did that? How did they get that off? So, I say all this to say, I need to just write. I need to just go out there. If you think you can't write a movie, chances are you can. You just need to find the right people to invest, mm-hmm. the right idiots to invest in it. Um, so yeah. So just throwing that out there. Just wanted to let everyone know that I can write a movie. So, um, I, I mean, if we're re- reviewing trailers, I didn't know that. I was eating my Kit Kat bar at this point in time. <laughs> so I'm sorry if we're going to talk about trailers. No, about. I just I had to just talk about. No, I just had to bring that out real quick. I, there about was about how you're going to write movies in the future. Yeah, there was no expectation for you to like have no okay. like trailers. Okay. Yeah. All right. So getting into Captain Marvel, um, the movie is about Carol Danvers um, because becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Um, what was it? The Krees and the what was the other name? The other cute little monsters. We didn't know their names. I didn't know their names. Yeah. Uh, it was the maybe they were Krolls, Krees and Krolls. That sounds so, about right. Sounds right. We'll yeah. go with that. Um, it came out March eighth, so literally just came out this past weekend. Um, starring Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, um, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, Jude Law as Yon Rog. Um, and Gemma Chan is in there. She didn't play a huge role. I think she might have had one or two lines, but I love Gemma Chan from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I'm oh yeah, I'm in love with her actually. <laughs> um, so <laughs> she's definitely risen. A lot up of revelations the, in today's podcast, right? <laughs> she's definitely risen to uh, you know top five in my celebrity crushes for sure over the past couple months. Uh, and then Lashana Lynch, who is Maria. Um, which is her, which is Brie Larson's best friend. Like oh, yeah. Best friend yep. Loved her. <clears throat> she, uh, I, I bring her up, not that she's a huge name or had a huge role, but more so because she was overacting her butt off. She was like, she's trying to get a role off of this. She's trying to definitely catapult from this role into something bigger because she was like giving it all she had in that. And I was like, all right, simmer down, honey. Like A for effort, though. A for effort. A for effort, for sure. She was she was definitely giving it her all. So hopefully this this, you know, Shed some light on her talent, and she gets a, another role because she definitely put it all into this one. Um, writer and director for the film, uh, Anna Bowden, who I guess most notably outside of this did It's Kind of a Funny Story. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. In a psychiatric ward. Um, who is that? Zach Galifianakis. Who is, is that Gwyneth Paltrow on that? I can't remember. Anyway, <clears throat> pretty pretty good movie. Um, it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. Uh, 
kind of um, a bunch. what was it called again <laughs> kind of it's the name of the movie is it's kind of a funny story oh it fell okay. flat it's all good um the <laughs> runtime of captain marvel is two hours four minutes um i was drinking my smoothie it doesn't count i wasn't paying attention <laughs> so, <laughs> so um so f- i guess we'll start with you opening the floor what were your initial thoughts i know that you aren't uh super ingrained into the Marvel universe um, no. and the stories. But that's, you know, again, I, I asked you, so to give a little insight to, I try to pair up my guests in the movies um, pretty nicely. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason behind asking you, even though you're not really ingrained in the Marvel universe or DC or superheroes in general is because um, it came on international women's day. Yep. I know you're a strong independent woman here in LA <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> made the move here uh to la from well from miami but then before that from from uh michigan came out here alone yep. um and and obviously now working working a dream job at nike so from that perspective watching the movie what were your initial thoughts yeah i i think it was really great um just seeing so many different women and in yeah. their different roles and it was so cute the little girl she was you know, kind of admiring all the main characters and things like that. Um, I don't know. Girl power. I love it. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was a really good movie. <clears throat> I, I know, I know, Todd, we talked about it. I haven't really right. been into the movie scene recently too much. So it was kind of nice to get back into it. I really miss the uh, movie theater butter popcorn. That's really my main reasoning going to any movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved it. Obviously, it came out on International Women's Day, which I thought was really cool. And um, I'm excited to see Todd kept us there the entire time after the the credits. And we're like, why is this? And that's right. Avengers movies have that little blurb at the end. So Marvel movies. Avengers too. Avengers. Avengers are kind of, they're kind of part of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it was a good movie. But again, I'm not too movie savvy. I got to hop back on the bandwagon. No, that's fine. I mean, and, and you don't I feel like you don't have to be like uh, like pro. Movie. I mean, I'm not a professional movie critic. I just do it for fun. But. <laughs> Um, but I, I feel like you don't have to be well-versed in movies to be able to offer your opinion on a movie because at the end of the day, it's all opinion. And yeah. the average consumer is not going to be someone who's just like watches all these movies yeah. all the time. Like goes to movies weekly like I do. Like the average person doesn't do that. So I thought um, the cat played a major role in the, the movie for those who haven't role. seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't cut that baby short. The yeah. cat is a main character. Main character. Also, we can we can ruin the end of the film too. Like we're gonna talk through the whole movie. So, oh okay. If you're listening, lead, like, lead the way. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's no big deal to like to drop spoilers. But, um, so I guess I'll start with uh, you know the the ode to Stanley. Um, so Stanley passed away a couple months ago, uh, and obviously wrote a lot of the original comics for uh, and came up with the ideation behind a lot of these superheroes. Um, and it kind of just became the, um, like the Marvel mascot, if you will. Uh, so, or the face of Marvel, I should say. So, um, and obviously his death was, was really tough for a lot of people. Um, he inspired a lot of people, but anyway, I thought it was really cool. It was the first Marvel movie I've seen where at the beginning when they have, like the the intro Marvel graphic, like Marvel Studios graphic at the beginning of the movie, usually it goes through like comic book style, like just flipping yeah. the pages of a bunch of different 
<clears throat> Marvel movies or, or comics, cartoons, whatever. And in this one, it was a whole bunch of different shots of Stan Lee. So I thought that was awesome. Um, it was really nice. A cool ode to him. And then he also made an appearance later on in the movie in the bus. Um, I don't know if that's movie magic where they put him in there in post-production or if he was still alive when they actually filmed that scene. So either way, it was it was cool to see him. I know if they keep putting him in movies, I'm just going to cry. When they get, like he just pops up in there, like you know what I mean. So um, if they if they find a way to do that though in a in a tasteful way, that would be really cool. Um, also, as I'm watching, just really confirming that Marvel, the action in Marvel movies, uh, so much better than the DC films, uh, excluding um, the Dark Knight from that. So the Dark Knight, so the Batman trilogy, I'm excluding from these conversations because that was like amazing yeah. and historic. But outside of that one, with the, the new crap they're doing. Um, the new crap they're doing. It, I don't know what that Todd. is, man. It's it's fresh crap. That's what it is. But it's not. It's it's just not on par as far as the action. Um, as far as a lot of things, but specifically here, the action in Marvel films so much better. Do you think that that old lady did her own stunts in this movie on the bus? Oh, <clears throat> oh, that was. <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. I, I think it's... I mean, her flexibility yeah. and her karate moves were... I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I never want to doubt anyone, yeah. but <laughs> those are pretty swift movements, yeah. so I'm not too sure. <clears throat> yeah, that was... that was uh, She was not messing around. Um, Captain Marvel, or Carol, was uh, was whooping butt in this movie. Yeah, she was kicking. She was she was not messing around. I mean, she came out guns blazing from the, from the jump, um, even before she had, like, full access to her powers. Um, but she was, she was not messing around. I really like the action in this movie. Um, again, from the jump, you know, it's still a, um, set up movie or origin story. So it, it still was kind of, you know, slowish at parts as they try to develop yeah. the story and give you background on who she is and how she got her powers and all this stuff. But, um, it's still like added in quite a bit of action. Cause some of these, you know, it's kind of slow to get to the punch. Um, had some good humor too. Here yeah. and there. I know sometimes the movies are pretty serious and things like that, right. but they definitely had some humor. I'm a big fan of Iron Man's humor, so I, yeah, she kind of sprinkled started. some in, too. Absolutely. I think they, so I think Marvel, and one of my critiques on Marvel is that they added in too much sometimes. Like, the, mm -hmm. the humor is like, okay, some of these superheroes, like, don't need humor. And obviously, Batman is DC, but, like, he's an example of a superhero where, like, I don't want to see humor in his movies. Not that much because that's not – he's always been, like, a dark character. You know, he's been dark, gloomy, uh, you know, so to see humor in that wouldn't be appropriate. I think they found, like, a good formula with the Iron Man movies and having Robert Downey Jr., like, he just made Iron Man, Iron Man, and part of that is his – a large part of that was his humor. Um, so they found a way to, like, add humor in a lot of these movies where they – I feel like they didn't in the past, and they're yeah. like, okay, this is working. This is, like, in order to reach a broader audience and so that someone who, like, knows nothing about the universe, like DC or the Marvel Universe or um, or anything like that, they can still appreciate the movie. So, um, so yeah, if Brie Larson, what did you think about her performance? So, fun story about Brie Larson. In sixth grade, I went to go see Jesse McCartney okay. at the Royal Oak Music Theater, and Brie Larson opened up for him. I'm pretty sure. Mm. It was sixth grade? No. Is, it was, she, is she a it singer? Was definitely a Brie Larson. Okay. Um, we can Google it, maybe. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, let's let's search Google. her. And I was in the front row because all of the moms and the girls, we were like, you know, first one's there. And um, I got her guitar pick. So wow. that I mean, I had a direct connection to Brie Larson. I wanted to save that for this because I know it was 
little special detail to add. Um, yeah, wow. she said, see that? I don't know if that's wow. the same Brie Larson, but that is her. I did not know Brie Larson was a musician. Yep. See, I'm bringing artist. good content to this discussion. What? Yeah, you are. <laughs> that, I definitely learned something new. Did not know that. Yeah, so I... I liked her character. I thought it yeah. was, you know, she wasn't like, sometimes you see in these movies, like the the woman in it, they're like trying to push like girl power, like she's the best ever. Yeah. And it was like, she had humor to her, but she wasn't like too much in your face, but you could tell she was a very confident, strong individual mm-hmm. um, and woman. And I, I liked her character. It was fun. I liked, I liked, so I like Brie Larson. I guess not as much as I thought I liked her. I didn't know that <laughs> she, didn't was know she was a singer, <clears throat> but I do like Brie Larson. Um, as an actress, as Captain Marvel, I don't know how believable she was. Like as a superhero, like I didn't, I don't know. It it was almost like she didn't believe she was a superhero. Like it, it was just like a regular person. I don't know. It sounds weird. I don't know how to describe it, but she didn't give off like, for instance, like Captain Marvel. Like it, he is Captain Marvel. Like it, he plays that role well. Um, it just it is believable. You know, with, with, like I said, with Captain Marvel, it just kind of felt like an actress playing a role as far. Yeah, I feel like through the movie, she was always trying to find, she she was always trying to figure out, like, where did she come from? Like, who, like, is she? Yeah. So I think that, and I don't know if they did that on purpose, probably, but right. it just didn't feel like she was like, I am Captain Marvel. Like, yes, this is me. It was more yeah. kind of like trying to find herself and where was she from and what are these memories that she can't remember and right you know these flashes that she gets so i i, I agree with that yeah it was it, in, and that might have actually been part of it too now that you say it like the you know there was supposed to be some type of like confusion and uncertainty in her character so maybe that was intentional and maybe that's what i'm picking up on but yeah it, it did it definitely felt like okay like when are you gonna like you know i don't know it just didn't seem very like you know hero-esque i don't know um she wasn't no scar joe no no i love yeah i love scarlett johansson maddie brings that up because i I sent her a picture before (laughs) uh comparing her to scarlett johansson because there's there's this one picture where she looks just like it's certain it's certain it's in college it's like years ago but yeah i'm gonna find i'm gonna find it It, it's other it was a soft smile we definitely it's a soft (laughs) smile it's they have the same soft smile um and the hair was i think similar at one point yeah it was it was a shorter yeah yeah wavy look Aren't you, uh, you're bringing, so you're bringing the Bob back, right? <clears throat> Can't say it anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> no. So, uh, so we'll go, I think, uh, yeah, we definitely saw some, uh, some shops on the way up the street, so we can definitely stop over there. I don't, yeah. I'm not doing much. This a mohawk. A li- you know what I mean? Let's spice it up. Why not? Get some color in there. I'm a Cali kid now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, we went to the, uh, Clipper Celtics game last night. Yeah, that was dope. And one of the girls in there was like, she was pink she had i mean that was that was a it was pink hair that was a bright pink too Mm -hmm. like it's like the pink where if you look too long your eyes will hurt yeah we i think we were kind (laughs) of in the middle of it it was like did we love it i didn't hate it i I, she 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 was rocking it now if i went pink i'm not sure if i'd love it uh yeah i don't know i don't know if that would be your look but yeah no No. i'm i'm fine with that like with the the pink honestly any like honestly any hair like there's not like if you you are confident in it like that makes Mm -hmm. the style in my opinion like my dear friend brooke bird just once told me like if you're confident in it and you're gonna rock it like you're gonna kill an outfit like if if you're gonna agree like i could i could wear anything and if i'm like feeling confident people are gonna be like dang that looks like that girl's popping exactly but if i'm not feeling confident then no and i feel like this girl was like yeah, I got pink hair. I'm killing it. I'm crushing it. Yeah, salute, salute to pink hair, yeah, girl, in the salute. suite. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely think if you're if you're confident doing something, like I'm, I'm with it. I, if you believe it, I believe. Again, with yeah. acting, like if you believe the role, then I'm gonna believe it. But like, if I pick up on you being like hesitant with the role, then I'm I'm gonna shy away from it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, this movie, the the biggest storyline with this movie is um, the female lead. Uh, female superhero uh, coming out on International Women's Day, strategic. Marvel's being very strategic. Um, I guess it's good business, but also it part of it feels kind of like, I don't want to say slimy. It feels opportunistic. Um, like this movie comes out on International Women's Day. Year before, Black Panther, only Marvel movie to release in February because of Black History Month. So it's like, yeah, like they're doing it for, like, are you doing it for the culture or are you doing it to make money because like that's the demographic you're like marketing to so like and is that like a good business move or is that opportunistic like I, I don't know there's I feel like there's like gray areas in that um I, I don't hate it again I I went and saw it opening weekend um for both films actually um but just wanted to compare it to that because it's another Marvel film and because it was there's a lot of superhero movies that are speaking to marginalized groups. This one being women, Black Panther, African-Americans, and having a full African-American cast. And then Wonder Woman, which the one I'll compare this one to the most because that was another um, girl power uh, female lead movie. Um, so with that comparison, so anyway, so right now we know that Captain Marvel has already um, eclipsed Wonder Woman for opening box office like it's, it's six all time not just marvel movies all time or superhero movies for that matter all time uh grossing opening weekend films the captain marvel <clears throat> that we just captain saw marvel that we just saw yep so the oh, num- wow. numbers are in uh dope highest grossing film ever with a female lead ever ever any movie any movie crazy wow now obviously this doesn't account for inflation so i mean in 30 years it'll be there'll be some like whack movie that probably like eclipsed this one. It'll be something that beats it before, but like in 30 years it will, but obviously like movie prices go up. So it, it's tough to account for some of those numbers. Like I think like all time grossing film accounted for inflation, like opening weekend would be uh like gone with the wind. Like when they put the numbers in and science mm-hmm. behind it. But without that, I think it's avatar. So something like that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, just, just taking t- that into account. But interesting this uh where i would put those so again i brought up this wonder woman and black panther recent years uh obviously marketing to marginalized groups i think that black panther did the best job and and you might have heard me say on this podcast before i was not a huge fan of black panther the movie i like what it did for the culture and i thought that was really dope and you know all this stuff for the past year and anyway they um I think Black Panther did the best job of speaking to that group, getting that group to come out and support and just the movement. Like Black Panther, like that that was a movement last year. Almost. It was like that that moment when it came out. I mean the the ticket pre sales, the records the records it broke, the celebrities coming out to support and literally sponsoring like groups and groups of like young inner city kids to go see the movie for free. Yep. People showing up to movie in dashikis. Like I mean it just it was uh it was like it was crazy movement. So I think that one did the best of speaking to that group. Um, I think Wonder Woman did the best job of having the right actress um, play the role and just the all-around role. So Wonder Woman is a lot more popular than Captain Marvel. Like a lot of people, I didn't know Captain, uh, or yeah, I didn't know Captain Marvel's story before going. 
to theater. A lot of times, like growing up, I was super into superheroes. Um, <clears throat> licked up all the information before. If I didn't know, if I didn't wasn't already familiar with the comics, this one I just showed up. Like I didn't even look at the IMDb description. I was like, all right, like let's go. What do you have now, Marvel? So. Wonder Woman, I think already with her existing fame, plus Gal Gadot just did a great job. Um, I think that that one did the best as far as like speaking to girls and just the hype around that one uh, for female empowerment. And then I think this one, although it, it, it piggybacks off of that with a, another female lead, and like I said, it, it eclipsed the record for um, highest grossing film with a female lead. Brie Larson, I don't think, did as good of a job with representing Captain Marvel as Gal Gadot did with Wonder Woman, but this was probably the best written film out of the three, in my opinion. I li- I enjoyed this movie the best out of those three, I'd say. Um, so they all have their their pros and cons, but just wanted to compare those because those are the two movies that came to mind as I'm watching this. Um, did you see Wonder Woman? No, <laughs> <clears throat> can't say that I did, but you should watch. No, no. And just going back to what you're talking about with being opportunistic and things like that. I mean, you know, working for a company like Nike now, you know, it's you really think about like, who are you really trying to connect to? Right. You know, whether it's specific ages or demographics and and all these different things. And so, you know, I guess it is opportunistic. But again, at the same time, maybe, um, you know, you just see how like International Women's Day, like I didn't even know what International Women's Day like years ago. Yeah. Like I didn't even know what day it was. I didn't right. know what you do on it. I didn't know, you know, really anything like that. And this year it was like a huge deal. Right. Um, like you brought in like Diana Taurasi and a couple other people to speak to us. And it was just kind of like so empowering. And it, right. like when I came to work the other day, people are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Monday. Um, they're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We saw Captain Marvel over the weekend. It was like girl power is awesome. It's so cool. So even that I think it was, you know. Just people are more cognizant of like, oh, it's International Women's Day. Oh, right. this this movie, which again, opportunistic, but also I'm cool with opportunistic sometimes if it's getting Agreed. us in the right direction, Ag- right, which right. I think is really important these days. Right. So that's the thing is that like sometimes with companies, you you know, you get upset or you question their intentions. But like you said, at the same time, as long as we get a good result out of it, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So if this film, so if Marvel did it, hey, like the guy who decided the date, if he was like, I don't care. I just want to make millions. Even if that was his intention, if there are like a ton of girls who feel empowered and who are now going to go out and dress up as Captain Marvel and are now more aware of International Women's Day and celebrating it, then I think that, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. So, um, so yeah, no, I I agree. It is, it is awesome. And again, awareness of it. I didn't know about International Women's Day several years ago. I I don't know how long it's been in existence, Mm -hmm. um, but I I wasn't aware several years ago, probably only made aware of it within the last like year or two, three years, maybe. I don't know if it's, again, I don't, I can't even pinpoint when it started. Um, Me, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, It was definitely a, a ton of intentional comments made throughout the movie and lines um, to let you know, like, Hey, like, you know, women are strong, you know, we don't need, you know, that was kind of the, we don't need men, we yeah. don't need, you know, uh, like anyway, it wasn't even more so like, uh, you know, men suck, women are great. That wasn't the, that definitely wasn't the direction they were going, but just showing how, um, you know, through the movie, like I mentioned before, she didn't have her full access of powers. So when she was going through and she always had her powers, but just not, you know, she, they were very limited. And then when she was able to access the full thing is when she realized, hey, with or without the powers, I'm what makes me special is the fact that I'm persistent and that I get up and that I'm, you know, yeah. um, no matter how many times I get knocked down, I get up. So 
because of that, that then allowed her to use her superpowers. So I think that was obviously a, a larger theme for anyone, you know, um, whatever is holding you back, realizing that you're a lot more powerful than you think. Um, so I thought that was, that was really cool. And that's something that, again, a, a lesson that isn't just specific to women, but anyone watching the movie could, um, could get behind and, and relate to. So that was dope. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Are we going to talk about the little girl at all? Because I loved her. You definitely talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I just saw it, the little girl in the movie. It was really cool. to have. What was her mother's name? Uh, Maria. Maria? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Maria and Carol. It was just really cool that she had these two women to look up to, and I think that's such a big deal. I, I mean, I don't – I remember when I was a little girl, you know, obviously you have your mom and grandmas and things like right. that, but um, I think it was pretty cool for the little girl to relate to Carol and be like, oh, this was like – my best friend and I kept all these pictures of you and she really admired her and her powers. And I thought it was so cool that they kind of went off for a little bit Yep. and then they came back and, and the little girl was like, wow, you know, my mommy's so strong and, and Carol and all that stuff. So I thought that was a really cool part of the movie too, just to kind of see how she was like, yeah, mommy, go get it. Like, go, right. go do it. Go follow your dreams. Like this is something you've always wanted to do. You right. know, she's like, you used to do this crazy stuff and that was dangerous. This is, the same danger. Um, right. I thought that was really cool that we kind of saw the little girl encouraging the older women in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, just to kind of show the power of our youth and yep. little girls and things like that and how, you know, older women can inspire them, but also they're inspiring us too. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point. I think, um, you know, I oftentimes tell people that um, about young people, about just listening to like youth first of all like you like the next generation that's always the most important because they're like they're going to a lot of industries are young people's industries right mm -hmm. so the people who are making the difference making the waves i mean we're we're young people i mean i'm saying it like you know like teenagers but i mean we're we're still young yeah. so i don't call myself an old grown-up yet <laughs> no no yeah i will i will literally refer to older people as grown-ups as if yeah. i'm not one uh <laughs> like i'm still like a 12 year old yeah, like oh he's an adult like wait i'm an adult <laughs> but uh but yeah no i thought that was cool i think um there was a point in the movie one, one thing i wrote down is when she mentioned that um she was going to build a spaceship one day to go into space herself yeah. and i i can't remember who it was in the movie who somewhat scoffed at it like oh you're, you're gonna build a spaceship and uh yeah and, you know she said well you don't know you know you know you don't know if she's gonna do it or not you know or not so in other words don't like uh don't, don't put boundaries on, don't put boundaries on yeah. her yeah so i thought that was that was awesome i always love that because um yeah I, I definitely believe that you know obviously you tell kids all the time you could be whatever you want when you grow up and i definitely i believe that still to this day like i mean wholeheartedly some people just say that because it's just cliche or just this what you say to kids but like you really can like you know i mean if we, you told us how many ever years ago we were sitting in class that we'd be where we are today it'd be oh, like no. you'd, you're crazy no there is no way there's no way i'd be living in la no no way no, no, no chance no, no, no. it's insane absolutely not yeah no and I, i've lived in what three different cities since graduation there's no way i would have thought like no i'm staying like right around home like right. I, would, I wouldn't stay i'm, I'm always going to be within the drive of my parents like uh, yeah so there's a, there's a ton it's funny how life changes up but Absolutely. I think that um, you don't know. You don't want to put boundaries on kids, on anyone, but especially kids when they're impressionable. Um, so I, that was cool. And I think it's so important, too, for them to see – this is way off topic. But I think it's so important for them to see people doing what they want to do one day. Yeah. Yep, you know sure. what I mean? So um, I, I think it's just so cool when little kids – 
I, cause I never had this can see someone in their industry. Like I never saw yeah. females in, in the sports industry when I was younger. Right. So I really didn't have too many people to look up to because I didn't right. see anyone in the positions that I wanted to do one day. Right. So I think it's really cool that something, you know, this movie is like, wow. Like if I want to create a spaceship and I'm a girl, I can do it. Or right. I want to create this and do that. Or I want to be a superhero. You know, you can all do those things, but it, it takes us seeing people like this in the movies right. to say, Hey, yeah, that can be me one day. Right. Hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that I, I thought it was really cool. Um she another thing that was um that was like an underlying like tune of the movie again with women being oppressed and you know, with her powers. So again, going back to her powers and how she didn't have the full control of her powers. There the reason that they kept telling her that the guy um who was like her <gasps> commander. Squirrel. There's a little squirrel out there. <laughs> I thought it was in this apartment. I was about to flip out. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was, you know how, you know what's funny is when I see squirrels getting getting sidetracked for a second. When I see squirrels that aren't in Michigan or on Michigan State's campus, and I'm like, that squirrel is so small skinny. compared to what we have. Very skinny. Those cats that we have at Michigan yep. State. Those yep. things are the size of cats, and the fact that they come right up to you because people feed them. So those things will be like right next to your foot, and you know, usually you get within like. Mm. 10 feet of a squirrel and it goes sprinting up a tree. These things would be right up on you. Yep. So, um, just uh, another important thing to talk about squirrels all over the world and their shape <laughs> and demographics. Who runs the world? Squirrels. squirrels. Uh, <laughs> Off topic. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Oh, so her powers. So her like commander in chief or whoever, uh, who ended up being like evil at the end, um, or finding out that he was, you know, they did the double cross type deal. He was telling her that the reason that she could not control her powers fully is because she couldn't keep her emotions in check, and how oh. she and how she wouldn't oh. be as successful in in uh, as a soldier if she kept letting her emotions run wild. So that's something that I feel like mm -hmm. um, that's a jab that's taken a lot towards women, which is just. I will gladly plug the new Nike. Ahead campaign that we have out there so go check it out <laughs> um but i mean serena oh, yeah, williams cool, narrates yeah. it and it it talks about how oh we're too emotional or we you know we're called dramatic or if right. we cry we're a, a hot mess or we do this and right and i i like remember i was you kind of hit the nail on the head with what i was going to say too is he kept saying like control your emotions yeah. control your emotions and um, that was just super interesting to kind of see that comparison yep. with And again, a lot of a lot of companies out there are doing that and kind of empowering women to like right. just be who you are. And, and men, too. Like if yeah, absolutely. Todd, if you want to cry on my shoulder, yep. I am here for you. Yeah. I, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, you know, I haven't seen anyone cry as much as Colton on The Bachelor when you all had it on last night. Whoa. Ayo. <laughs> I was I, I don't watch The Bachelor, first of all. But or the Ever. Bachelorette. We just um, watched clips last. But night. there were clips on that they had, and I was here and subject to them. And I see this guy crying every clip. I'm like, oh my! I mean, no, he was breaking up with these women. He was breaking down. And he then <laughs> he was breaking up, then breaking down. And the women who were being heartbroken and hey, I'm leaving you were like consoling him. So it was it was definitely an was interesting crazy. role reversal there. Um, I'm using that move. I'm, I swear I'm going to use that move. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm going to start crying when I'm breaking up with someone and, you know, then get that. See what pity. happens. Yeah, see what happens. Like, I could probably be a video of me on like Twitter. Like this loser broke up with me and started crying. And it's like, dang, it really backfired. But, but you know, if Colton wants to be emotional and that's how he is and do your thing. Colton. Right. Do each, your thing. You know, we're not going to again More power put boundaries you, on people. But absolutely. No. Cry. Ball your eyes out. Um, but um, yeah. With the, so that that 
common throughout the movie. And, you yeah. know, I start picking up on it like, okay, like it, it, they, they did it. They, they, they sewed did it, it in like nicely. Tasteful. Yeah, they, they did. did they tastefully. sewed it in nice, nice, uh, nicely for us to. It wasn't us. degrading. It wasn't, no. it didn't feel anything like that. But you could definitely tell like, oh, control your emotions. Your emotions are too much. It was like, okay, that's something that, you know, women here. And I mean, yeah. even some men here. I mean, everyone's different. There's some people who are stone cold and some people are, I could right. cry at anything. It's so it, bad. Right. And, and that, it, what was good about it is like, you. that was a good point. It wasn't degrading, but that's how. But it was like it. That's right. And then you realize how subtle comments that you know people would be like, "What? I didn't say anything wrong," or "Oh, I didn't mean it like that." And it's like, no, you don't realize how offensive some of these things yeah. you're saying really are until you hear it back on a movie or you hear yep. it back and you're, and you're like, I agree. "Oh, wow!" Like you know, that's something that you hear people say all the time in commonplace. Whether it be people say that in the workplace as if it's acceptable and it's totally inappropriate. So. Um, yeah. again, calling those things out. And I, I said this on another podcast, how a lot of movies echo real world issues a lot of the times, um, which I think is important. I, you know, you don't want to go to a movie and see, uh, a cartoon and they're talking about politics. Like, no, you don't want to see that. But again, just to echo, there are issues and sometimes they're tough to talk about, but maybe you put it in a, in a cartoon or a movie, like a, you know, a superhero movie where it's more palatable in a way for kids to understand it too. So mm-hmm. they can start seeing that and understanding it. You know, if you're think about it, you're a kid growing up right now over the course of the last, um, you know, even, even in the music industry, whatever the, the surge, you're seeing a ton of minorities and women, um, kind of taking over a lot of these industries or being in really prominent spots. So that's really cool to see like that generation come up, and mm-hmm. and this is what they're seeing. They're seeing Captain Marvel as like you know some kids will remember Captain Marvel was the first movie that my parents took me to go see, or that my dad took me to go see, and you know and Black Panther, and we went and saw Wonder Woman. You know mm-hmm. we got that on DVD for Christmas. So a lot of these memories that are foundational, honestly. So uh, that that's really cool. I I really like that, and I again I do like this movie, and I think it was the best out of those three that I just name and keep going back to. Yeah, um, side note on that. Something that I thought was really cool is that we'll call them the Krolls, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool that kind of like the male lead Kroll was the one who told Carol, like, we need like we need you. Like yeah. we need yeah. your help. We need you to use your powers the way right. that, that you are meant to use your powers where, you know, the Jude Law in the movie was kind of yeah. like suppressing Cruise, her, yeah. you know, control your emotions, don't use your powers, things like that where that other lead male character for the Krolls was like, no, we need you to help. So that was kind of cool to right. see that empowerment as well. Like, yeah. you know, a male in the movie saying, you know, to this female, hey, we need you. Right. You know what I mean? So that right. that was kind of a cool role reversal too. Yeah, and you, yeah, exactly. So you see it from both sides. One's trying to suppress. One is yeah. trying to tell her to like... To encourage her and empower her. Um, and, you know, again, the emotion comment, seeing that by being empathetic and emotional is actually what unlocked her powers. The fact mm-hmm. that all she needed to do was believe in herself and then her empathy, which allowed her to see the side of the oppre- you know, of the uh, of the Krolls. And obviously they're the ones being oppressed and ran out of their homelands. And without that empathy, then she probably wouldn't have cared and wouldn't have taken yeah. the next step to help them and then therefore would have never unleashed her full powers or potential. So um, seeing how what was once told was a weakness to her was actually her strength. Her strength. So I you know, again they they and this isn't a, a new concept or something that we've seen for the first time ever in a movie. But again, it's all about how you write it and how you set it up. So I think they set it up nicely. Um, and, and then again, I think like anyone across the board though, could like see these things and understand these things. Like not right. just our 100%. age people. It was like little girls could like watch it and see that happening or, right. you know, people who are older than us could see that happening. Right. Um, so I thought that was really cool that it was, it kind of communicated to everyone across the board, not just one specific group right. of people. Right, hundred percent. So, 
Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, I didn't even talk about or haven't even talked about yet the because um, I think this is kind of secondary. Um, how it connects to the full Marvel universe and uh, Avengers Endgame. It, it's setting up that she will be the one, uh, the missing link, I guess, to help defeat Thanos. Um, which Endgame comes Endgame comes out uh, next month. So um, that's what it looks like. And I do wonder if, you know, and I know that they don't follow the comic books exactly, and I'm 100% not even sure um, how the comic books ended up and how they finished this storyline there. But I do wonder if Captain Marvel was always intended to be the one that was the savior, so to speak, or the one that comes in and helps, um, or if that was written in over the last couple of years with this movement of female empowerment. I wonder, I don't know, I don't know if this was always like a foresight 10 years ago, 11 years ago when they started the storyline with Iron Man and then added, you know, all these other pieces and all these other superheroes. But I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would guess that she wasn't always going to be the one. I would guess that. And, um, I agree. And I'd say that they probably wrote it in, which is smart, um, to write it in and have her being the one that kind of saves things. So, um, interesting. I, you know, again, I have no, there's no concrete answer and I'm sure we won't get one. I'm sure if we ask them, they'll say, yeah, we had this thought of all the time, but, um, curious about that. Something to think about. Um, also how she got her name in this one with, uh, doc, doc, I guess the person that she looked up to and who was her idol in the movie was doc Marvel. So that's how she came up with, uh, captain Marvel, you know, so that I thought that yeah. was kind of like cute, clever, whatever. Um, so yeah. So all in all, what would you give this movie scale of one to ten? Oh, you can use decimals. <laughs> um, maybe like a, a seven. Okay. Generous. Like I, I think it was a good movie. Was it the best thing I've ever seen in the world? Probably not. Right. But I still thought it was a really good movie, good message, and it was executed well. Yep. But not my favorite movie. Yep. Still I, good. Agreed. So I, so obviously had a lot of praise for it. Um, but I, w- I would put it at seven point three. Um, a good, again, a good, yeah, I had the point three on there. Uh, it it was a good movie. Um, it wasn't wildly creative and Marvel kind of has stuck to this same similar script for each movie. Like you kind of know how it's going to end slightly different stories, some humor sprinkled in there, but they're, they're getting kind of lazy with it. Um, I love Disney, but Disney now that they own dare say anything bad about disney i know i I love disney trust me i mean i'm a huge disney advocate fan whatever um but now that they own marvel and then also the star wars franchise i feel like they're kind of milking it a bit and um they're getting kind of lazy with the writing again the movies are good again 7.3 good movie um it's not it didn't didn't blow me away it wasn't crazy unique um like i said i didn't even you know i when i was a kid like i said looking up the backstory for these superheroes and getting super excited. I still do with the X-Men movies, the X-Men. I love the X-Men movies. Um, but the rest of them, you know, they're kind of the, kind of the same thing. It feels like, so I, you know, I, I go to the movie, I'm excited. Went opening weekend, but you know, I didn't know much about it going into it and, and didn't do the research like I did previous. So the excitement around them is less because they're just, they're pumping them out so much. You yeah. know, there's this, this is out this year. Um, Avengers Endgame's coming out next, next month. Uh, Spider-Man Far Away From Home is coming out later this year. Um, there's, I'm probably missing some others. I wouldn't be shocked if there's one or two. Oh, Phoenix, um, which I guess that's Sony owns that faction, X-Men, whatever. But Dark Phoenix comes out, which I'll be at opening weekend. Like I said, I love the X-Men stories. Midnight showing. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be there like Thursday. Thursday midnight showing for sure. But um, 
but yeah, so, um, but yeah, seven, 7.3. Um, what would you give this on, uh, or what would you suggest to someone to either go see it opening night, $5 Tuesday, Netflix, or don't watch it all? Oh, I'd say maybe a $5 Tuesday. Like I, I mean, that's what I had as well. Yep. Yeah. I mean, opening weekend, I was like, I mean, it just worked out that we were all here together. Right. So we all saw it. I don't, again, it, nothing like really takes me to the movies unless it's like, wow. Right. Um, so I'd say like a $5 Tuesday. I wouldn't wait till Netflix. I think it was a good one. I would yep. go check it out yep. and absolutely see it. Um, so I'd say I go with $5 Tuesday. Agreed. Yep. That's exactly where I put it. Um, any Gosh, up- we're like twins, Todd. I know. <laughs> I'm about to get my hair like yours. <laughs> oh God! We'll, we'll both get the pink hair. Um, <laughs> any upcoming movies that you're particularly excited about? I'm gonna steal maybe one of yours, but Lion King. Yeah. Um, you know I'm a Disney girl, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see a couple of those movies come out. You know, I feel like our childhood was like Lion King and Dumbo and Bugs Life and like all these Bugs Life. Tarzan. I love Bugs Life. They I just do too. they <laughs> just too. took away like Bugs World. Or whatever. Wait, what? Um, at Disneyland, they used to have like a Bug's Life yeah, little land. They took it away. They, they took it away to put Marvel land in. So how dare they? Um, I know how dare they, but also cool. just kids yeah. don't appreciate it as much anymore because right. they didn't grow up with Bug's Life like that's we true. did. I mean, that's shout fair. out Bug's Life. You gotta update. Dang it. I know. So I'd say Lion King. Um, there's probably a lot of other ones. I just I hate to yeah. say this. I don't watch like TV like I used to. So right. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm nervous, but excited to see <laughs> Aladdin. Oh, yes. I want Aladdin to be good. I really, with all my heart, I want it to be good. I, do we know I, who's I'm in that nervous. yet? I'm nervous for it as far as actors. Yeah. I mean, I know Will Smith and then everyone else. I don't really hey, know yo. who it is. Um, I don't really know who those people are. They, I mean, they have the whole, obviously, the, the, cast, the cast list out, but yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar with their work. So it's just kind of like, I know Will Smith is Genie, which I've expressed concern on this podcast before for that, but Hopefully they do a good job with it. Um, other than that, I feel like I there might be some other movies that I'm I'm blanking on right now. But um, but yeah, so that's that's all I had, Tilda. That's all I had. We got right to the I right to the meat. It was good stuff. Yeah. I mean, we could obviously go on for hours. So if we have fun that's, questions, that's we can what, yeah. we can hit those up for our, our yeah, fans we, out there. Do we have any? <laughs> do we have any callers? <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, I can so yes. call mom up. She'll she'll give us some questions. Oh, man, that'd be great. Uh, so I appreciate you um, allowing me to be your roommate this week yep. and for recording here and for being my guest this Thank week. Thank you. Um, Thank you. It's been so good to see you. It's, been, it's been amazing. Everything in L.A. And it was great going to the movies and checking it out. And thanks for thanks for chatting with me on this. I love it. Absolutely. All right. Peace out, everyone. Until next week. Deuces.